the podcast is is usually quite you know free flowing. It's an improvisational. It's like smooth jazz. listener to the electronic wireless show episode 110 uh, rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion and that opinion belongs to me alice bell and i'm joined this week by matthew castle hello matthew hello uh and not by nate this week because nate's on holiday a lot of people i'm on holiday next week and Cullum's on holiday next week nate is on holiday this week i'm on eternal uh, holiday you're on eternal holiday, but I uh, have deigned to come back and continue doing the podcast yeah. every week. Because I'm nice like that. Because you're nice like that. So this week, uh, I'm joined by Callum Ahern as well, standing in for Nate. Hello, Callum. Hello, Alice. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Callum. We meet again. We meet again. Is this well, Steam, well, Steam well. Reviews beef? <laughs> <laughs> The beef is. is real, apparently. I mean, of course it is, yes. It's not flaky wrestling beef, it's real <laughs> beef. Uh, you may recognise Cullen's voice as uh, he... Cullen is now the only video team member. He's the head of video. Um, head of video uh, for RPS. Uh, but um, Mystery Team Reviews continues as well. Um, at time of recording, it will already have happened, so we don't know who may have pulled ahead on the uh, PC Gaming Week spot, which happens every Monday night. Probably um, me. I plan to play Dirty tonight. Ooh. That's like my wrestling promo spot. I plan to play Real Dirty in Mystery Steam Reviews. I wouldn't want to be Cullum. Is that what they say? Where's your character from? Uh, he's sort of American. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I came across. <laughs> Um, who is ahead in the Mystery Steam reviews? Uh, well, that's what I was just about to say. Uh, Matthew, you would want to try very hard to go ahead of me this evening because the score is currently 3-2 to me. So you can you, you can make it level, but yeah, going going ahead is going to be a little bit more difficult. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of your wrestler shtick. It's it's a it's a bit too polite. <laughs> it's it's going to be quite hard for you to level out because I think once you've heard the word because, I don't think a wrestler ever says because. <laughs> I don't I don't believe they explain like <laughs> the kind of impetus behind their decisions. <laughs> you know. They're like, this is gonna happen. They don't say why it's gonna happen. Hmm. You're going to be in a world in pain because I'm going to put you through a table. <laughs> well, Callum getting schooled. Just getting schooled in wrestling. By centrist dad, Matthew Castle. I like to imagine that your wrestling character would be the centrist dad. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. in a jumper and ch like yeah. chinos. And I have a little portable barbecue I wheel out. Yeah. And that's what I try and burn you on my barbecue. 
<laughs> By God, it's a barbecue. Anyway, I can't segue that. There's no way to segue that. How do you say? I can't. Can't. It can't be done. Because this week our um, topic is. I'm calling it. Um, if you could have one superpower, because that's like a question people, if you're stalling in a conversation at a party or whatever, you go, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, and boring people say invisibility and then the conversation's over. Um, but the, in this context, in the context of this PC gaming podcast, uh, I am taking it to mean the kind of best, most interesting uh, special abilities for characters in games and note you're not allowed to just say a wizard i can do fireballs because that's boring oh no but we can make we can we zoom in on a very specific spell well you can make an argument for it i don't i don't plan to i was just curious if that was within the rules uh i mean you can make an argument for it and then you know how nate usually has a hot take where it's like like last week where he was like half-life is a life simulation game yes you can present your case for the defense slash prosecution yeah well Uh, if you ever question his logic he just sort of sort of uh, retracts into a shell and starts pretending to be gimli so it's kind of hard to (laughs) it's hard to kind of question him on anything (laughs) can you pretend to be gimli Cullum? I'm far less whimsical, as you'll have gathered from earlier uh, when I was giving you reasoning Uh as to the scoreline and mystery steam reviews. So, no, zero whimsy this evening. Fantastic. Oh, well, well, let's do a sting and then we'll talk about it on the other side of that. So, the example I gave when discussing this topic was the time rewindy powers in... Life is Strange series one, which I, not to um, have a go at Life is Strange season two, where... (laughs) Oh yeah, it was just just giving a bit of lip back to whomever you were talking to. That was the superpower, wasn't it? No, no, see, Life Life is Strange two, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Oh God, that's confusing timeline. So that Life is Strange before the, the storm, she didn't have a superpower. And then Life is Strange two is um the diaz brothers and that's just kind of um telekinetic uh, like professor x powers oh okay but then in one in in one the the first life is strange she can rewind time and i like that as a power because the way she uses it especially at first is like exactly how i as a teenager would have used it which is to have a slightly awkward interaction with someone and then go like, that went badly. I'm going to do that again. So this person will like me more. Mm. She can't, can can she rewind time indefinitely? No. She's still getting nosebleeds in that, doesn't she? And then like, eventually she, she, she there are some points where she can't do it. It's like uh, nosebleeds are sci-fi shorthand for oh, you're going a little too far. Yeah. Always, always. Uh, but it's all like like she she when she first discovers she can do it, she can she just uses it to like so she can like make friends with the skater kids and stuff. That's good. That's good. Could you use it to rewind and have like more time for homework, or is that too much time rewinding? I don't think you can because it would rewind you. It would rewrite. It would rewind the amount of homework that you did as well. 
So if you wrote a page, oh, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have more time. You'd have just erased your own work. Yeah. And then you have to sit through it again. Yeah. Although I guess you could like, if it was like research, you'd have more time to like read a book. Well, like I'm thinking like if you had the answer, you remember you bring you bring information from the future with you. You don't rewind your own brain. Do you? No, yeah, but so if you had so all like, the answers to a maths test, that you you could then go back and just fill them in quickly. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but you couldn't if you'd written an essay. If you'd written half an essay, and then you rewound time, the essay would disappear. But you can take it with you, surely. The essay, no. just a closed rewind with her. What? You could just put it in your pocket. What? <laughs> you could put the essay in your pocket and rewind it. No, it's. I don't think that's how. No, cause... she takes. She right. Okay. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. She rewinds her body as well. Yeah. Oh, it's confusing. It's just her brain that doesn't rewind. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't rewind out of her own clothes. That would be weird. No, although she would if she rewound all the way to when she got dressed. Good. <laughs> so I think Life is Strange is a good example, and that obviously like. Her rewinding time results in a huge time storm, and you then choose Bay or Bay, mm. which is the, oh, the that's good. Yeah, ah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, So you you want that power, even though you know it causes a time storm. But now that I know it causes a time storm, I I wouldn't use it all the time. Oh, yeah. But I might, for example, last night I made dinner. Right. And I didn't, I ended up, it ended up being not as good as I expected or hoped it would be. Mm. So I would rewind to the start of making dinner and do something else. Right. Wouldn't do it all the time and I'd only do it for little things like that. If I ate a really nice meal, I'd rewind it back into my, I'd rewind Ooh. it out of my body and then back it and then eat it again. Oh, that sounds amazing. Plus you would like, you would only consume the calories once. I'm guessing. That's it. You, you wouldn't get full, but you'd have the taste. Yeah. So I'd basically yeah. have, I, I'd, eat, I'd eat like one shepherd's pie for 10 hours. Oh. Just, endlessly, <laughs> just endlessly looping it out of my body, back in, out, back in, out, back in. That is, sounds like pure joy. If at the end of the game I then have to choose between the town or shepherd's pie, I'd choose the shepherd's pie. <laughs> and rightfully so. What would you do with the power, Callum? I'd probably, again, I'd eat, but maybe I, I would go for perhaps my, my kryptonite, which is Sainsbury's cookies from the bakery. It's really, like you get four and they're they're pricey enough. They're like 250 or something. So, you know, you but... With this power, there is no limit to the amount of cookies you can consume. Mm. And you're just taking the calories of four, which is still probably a lot in one sitting, to be fair. You should, you probably shouldn't have all four in one sitting, but it's who cares? That's great. Such ambitions we have. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, Matthew, do you have an example of a... Uh... I've got quite a few things, but okay. I, I, um, one power I'd quite like is... Um, did you ever play Messiah back in the day? No. I know. It was a sort of action I maybe you could call it maybe a stealth game. You played a cherub, like a little angel, angelic cherub baby, um, who obviously this baby couldn't do anything, was completely weak, but could yeah. just fly into the backs of anyone. If you flew into someone's back, he basically possessed their body and then have their skills and whatever items they had 
And then, so it was sort of a stealth game in that if they saw the chair, okay. they'd shoot him. Yeah. So I'd like to be able to like jump into like people's bodies to get the skills they have to achieve things I need. So to give an example, like uh, at the moment, the roof of our house is collapsing in. So, oh no! Yeah, and you know, was we the weed in your garden a load-bearing weed? <laughs> I believe it might be. Which maybe I shouldn't have cut it down. Um, uh, yeah, but like, if I saw like a roofer, and that maybe sound like an odd thing, but I do see them because we're next to a builder's yard. You know, if, if I if I identify a roofer, I jump into the roofer's body, and then just go and fix my roof. Uh, without having to pay for it. Cla- I was going to say, stealing labour, classic centrist dad action. I'd, well, I'm not stealing it because I'm doing it, but I'm just doing it through the medium of another person's body. Which surely counts as thievery. I don't think it does. I th- We're sharing. We're sharing the body. Well, what does he get out of it? Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't remember as far as I'm concerned. I mean, to tell you the truth, most of the things I possessed in that game just die at the end. Because like you'd fling them off a gap and then jump out of the body at the last moment. Uh, I'm not <laughs> going to say that I'd do that to the roofer necessarily, uh, but like some of those old Messiah impulses might kick in, and I'd just like you know chuck him off the roof, <laughs> like <laughs> hop out at the last minute. Then I'd, and that's a bonus because then I don't even have to use the ladder to get down. I'm quite scared <laughs> of using the ladder. Um, <laughs> That's like the Beatles in Planet Earth. Do you, you remember the the video everyone loved of the the male Beatles climbing up a tree to get to the girl Beetle, and they chuck each other off with their big antlers, and then he gets to the top and and sees the sexy lady Beetle, and they have at it, and then they finish having sex, finish having Beetley sex, but the chucking impulse is too strong, and he hoofs her off as well. <laughs> Classic Beatles. <laughs> Classic Beatles. I'd say I mean, the, the downside to this is that, like, the baby, when he possesses people, he's quite small. So, he, like, a baby flying into a man's back is a bit more convenient than, yeah. like, a six foot three, you know, very large man large trying to climb. Because I would have to climb into your. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be swift. Like, it would be, <laughs> I think it would be quite an arduous process. Um, so. <laughs> Like, ideally, I'd like to modify it so I don't have to go right into their back. Like, I, if I could just, like, yeah. touch them rather than climb into them. Are you seen during this possession? Well, like, or are, like, are you well, invisible? If I'm, well, like, in the game, like, if other people see you do it, they'll obviously shoot that guard. So, you know, obviously, if people see a, a six-foot-three man climbing into a ruthless <laughs> back, they'd be like, get, mm. get the fucking police. So, there'd be questions <laughs> asked, yeah. So like, I might lure him in. Come here, mate. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I'd lure him into the house first and then get him to turn around somehow. Lure him in with your 10-hour shepherd pie. Like anything, you know, like a chef. I'd, I'd get into a chef, get him to make me, like, shepherd's pie. Um, yeah, that's it. A roofer and a chef, basically. Roof and a chef would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's very influenced by like the current needs in my life. Um, yeah, food and a roof that isn't going to collapse. I mean, you could probably think of more exotic people to possess, like a, a, a politician, and then change change course. Oh wait, but no, because that... I get the politician's abilities. Uh, that's tricky. Mm. Oh, so you're saying if you flew into like. 
a Tory, you'd become a Tory. That's it. You've got, you you control them, but you can only do what a Tory would naturally do. Oh no. Yeah. So but, you, I don't know if like you're wrestling with the impulses of the host. You know, like the roofer is like he's like wants to be charged to do the roof, and you're kind of having to fight that inside, but. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know really the logistics of this power until I try it out. <laughs> yeah, because I'm wondering as well, because like, obviously if you're a cherub-sized baby, you can fit into anyone who is not smaller than a baby. Whereas, uh, like, would you, as a six-foot-three man, have to sort of be crouched inside anyone? Oh, yeah. I, I'd have to find bigger people than me. Maybe it's like, the, it's, the, it's a reverse. There was an old woman who swallowed a fly. <laughs> sending in inc- increasingly bigger things to hunt the smaller things where I have to find the bigger bodies to crawl into. This is just being John Malkovich. Well, he's not bigger than me. Oh, right, yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean yeah. the film. Yeah, it is like that. It would be like that, but I haven't really thought this through, to be honest. But I just, like, basically, the short version, if there are any roofers listening and they want to come fix my roof, please do. I, uh, that's what this is, basically. Okay, all right. Have you priced the job or, like, is this... Uh, like, as close to free as possible. Yeah, Callum, you're Irish. You will do roofing, don't you? It's disgusting. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable <laughs> effect. Some really specific old school colonialism there for you, everyone. A Brit to the core. My old flatmate, who's Irish, went to a bar in America and there was like a poster advertising Guinness that called it a pint of the old black and tan. And I was like, that's some very strange, I don't know what's happened there. Something's been lost in translation. A cursory <laughs> Google would have told him that that wasn't the best idea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on from this, the digressions are more serious when Nate isn't around, isn't it? Yeah. We need... uh, more racially charged. I <laughs> Nate here to say something about bum eggs or something. Yeah. Um, so, Callum, do you have an example of an interesting special power, special ability? I do, but the problem is it's quite similar to Matthew's. So similar, in fact, that I would say it's the exact same, but it just takes place in a different game. So I'll I'll give you that one, but I'll give you a, an alternative. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple, so we can yeah, yeah, pile them fine. on. Yeah, what I was thinking was, do you remember Second Sight? Obviously the superior game to PsyOps, which was well, a, a poor man's Second Sight, that PsyOps. But in, in that game, you could possess people and, you know, you could whatever, shoot their guns or whatever else. Uh, but I, you ha- you could become this sort of spectral, like, invisible person. So, like, I, I don't... Whereas in yours, you're... I'm imagining an actual baby walking around, getting into the bodies of people. Is your flesh body hiding somewhere else while you do the possessing? Or that, are you yeah, like- yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Well, you see, at least I'm in the fully in the body. Nothing can happen to my body while I'm inside the roofer. Fair point. You could get in the roof or I wouldn't mind getting inside a plumber uh, because we're having issues with our taps at the minute. So oh, yeah. tradesmen basically are our <laughs> main targets. But uh, another uh, magical, real, like a real, we're, like we're talking superpowers here, aren't we? Like supernatural abilities that normal people can't do. Uh, so 
I present to you how the Birdman can contort his body in the air on a bit of wood with four wheels attached to it and then come down onto the ground and remain upright. Yes, Tony Hawk in the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series and most recently One Plus Two. Because have either of you ever stepped on foot or stepped on top of a, a skateboard before? I have, and actually I will concede that it is quite possible Tony Hawk is using some kind of witchcraft. But, but anything you do in the game, Tony Hawk can do in real life, right? Yeah, but then does that not bring into question Tony Hawk in real life? Is he some sort of witchy-like man? Because it's... How how can you do, like, four rotations in the air on a skateboard? Leave that, leave, leave, leave that to one side for a second. How do you just like jump up on a skateboard? <laughs> it's ridiculous. How do you how do you do an yeah, ollie? It's obviously doable because humans do it. I don't think he's a superman. I think he's quite a humble man. He's just he's a humble man with a big ramp. <laughs> That's basically Tony Hawk in a nutshell. I mean, to me, it's witchcraft. I, I've but then that's because but all his I, mates I, I, can do it as well. They're not also witches, unless you're suggesting they're a, a coven. I, I am. Yes, indeed, I am. A coven of skating witches. But it's just so alien to me to not have... Uh, not be in control of my movements. I don't like it. So I just want to maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Is it a, get the power of bravery? I don't know. Courage? It's just balance and coordination, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really hard. And I, are you saying you don't respect what Tony I do, but brings I don't to know the how table? Skateboarding would benefit me as a as a superpower. Yeah, but everyone would think you're totally bodacious. Yeah, but that's that's the I, that's not a practical thing, is it? It's a. I am willing to accept that uh, Tony Hawk demonstrates uh, an ability to skateboard that may as well be supernatural. Because, I mean, if any advanced, sufficiently advanced form of technology is indistinguishable from magic, surely you could translate that. To that. But it's not. It's just a man on a, on a yeah, sort of wheel, wheeling up a ramp. And you can watch it and go, oh, I can see how it, that works. I can't do it, but I can tell you how it you, works. You can see how that works. If he well, levitated off the ground, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's magic. But he doesn't. His, the wheels are rolling on a slope. Yeah, but how does how his coordination is is, I would say, out of this world. Matthew Castle. But all skateboarders can could do that. No, but, oh, but they, come on. Oh, like, With time and practice and a big enough ramp, <laughs> I think he uses a ramp. And, and humility. Humility. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let the record show I don't feel this is a superpower. <laughs> this is a sport. That's like saying kicking a football is a superpower. Well, funny you should mention that because oh, my second <laughs> Lionel yeah. Messi in FIFA is incredible. Tell me that that man isn't performing magic on the pitch, Matthew. But that's just kicking. <laughs> Anyone can kick. He's just, he's the kicker who got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but then you might as well say anyone can do anything and that's just not no, true. No, no, but like, I think there are like, there are hundreds of footballers and hundreds of skateboarders who can do that. That's all I'm arguing. 
But there, but there are aren't, like, though. There aren't hundreds of skateboarders who can do what Tony Hawk did. Well, like, all his mates on the on the selector character screen, they can all do it. <laughs> it's like got there's like what fifteen of them probably. That's like saying there are fifteen. If there were fifteen Batmans, you wouldn't be like one bat. One Batman would then be less impressive. You'd there be are like. Yeah, well, exactly. Like when there are yeah, Batman sidekicks, you're like, well, Robin can do it. Why are we so excited about Batman all of a sudden? Name name one other skateboarder then. Uh, there's probably one called Chad. There is. <laughs> well done. I'd be very impressed if you got a surname. Chad. Oh, Chad. My point is, if you can't, you can't name one other skateboarder. That surely is an indication. Is there a skateboarder called Ch- called Chad Smith? Uh, my point is, you can't name a single other significant skateboarder. So surely that's because they haven't they haven't the they pasted their name all over a game box. I would if they had. Yeah, but they haven't. Yeah, because they because they've got a bit more. They've well, if anything, they've got more humility. They've got more <laughs> for sure. They're too modest to put their name all over a game, unlike. Oh, wait, you think every skateboarder gets offered a game deal? Well, they should, because they're all capable of the same things. Outrageous. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think that's unfair. I'm not saying anyone can skateboard, but I'm saying skateboards can, skateboarders can skateboard. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think this is probably, it's a... It's a split decision, isn't it? I don't think we can... We can leave it to the listeners to decide. Yeah. But it's like Dan- Danny McCaskill, the the cyclist, does some terrifying things. Like mm. proper proper sweaty palm stuff. But you want that power. You want to be able to skateboard. I'd love to be able to skateboard. I'd, yeah, it? brilliant. It's just, just so you could become another of the also-rans who don't get their name on a game. You're very dismissive. You are well at turns dismissive and full of fulsome praise for skateboarders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one minute every skateboarder can do the skateboarder can do the same thing, and now you're saying I will never be as good as Tony. How well, do you no, know? I'm saying, you're saying that if you're as good as Tony, you don't necessarily get your name on a box. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm no. You said all skateboarders are probably as good as Tony. Yeah, and I said, but they're not. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh la la! <laughs> yeah, spicy. Oh la la! Uh, is there anything else you'd like to throw into the Matthew? You said you had quite a few. Um, I would like to also chuck in the domino power from uh, Dishonored Two, where ah, yeah, where you can link people. Uh, and then what one person does, the other people do. And I mm. think it would be really good for like, um, you know, when you're queuing up for like a restaurant or like a, a pret-a-manger, and if there are loads of people in the queue, you could link them all to the person in the front of the queue. So when that person bought their stuff, everyone else in the queue would think they'd also bought their stuff and would leave, and then I could go to the front. Oh, very good. That's what I'd use it for. To get to the front of the queue in Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> That's solid. Why? It's mostly I mean, used for killing, and I don't want to kill people. I mean, I've, I was about to say something, but it's it's very it's very nitpicky. But so you don't need to get to the front of the queue in a Pret-a-Manger because there'll be another Pret-a-Manger about 
Twenty not in, yards down. Not the road. in Earth. It's elite. It's very hard to get the the floor space. When when Acosta turned up in my hometown, it was quite a coup, actually. You know, not just a prep, any queue situation. Yeah. No, that's true. That's quite good. Anything where you want people to think they've done something that they haven't actually done to like speed up time. I imagine there are other scenarios as well where because you could link yourself to them. So like if you keep failing your driving test at the end mm. of it, you link yourself to the instructor and go, I've passed and they'd pass you. So that would be With- good. I try to remember the, the limits of the ability. Could you actually do that? You can link yourself like mentally to other people. I don't think you could link yourself. I don't think you could domino yourself. Like you couldn't. Don't know. I, I, that is a modification of the power. You are right. Or, or okay, get this. You're yeah. in a driving test. You, mm-hmm. When you're in the room beforehand, you look around and think, "Who here looks most competent?" And you link your instructor to their instructor or their tester, mm-hmm. so that when they pass the test, you pass the test. Okay, yeah. That would work. Oh, I d- so like whilst you're driving around the route, your instructor is in a sort of a fugue-like state. And, and, yeah, to- and they're just repeating whatever the other test is saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, turn left, but there's a wall there. Turn <laughs> left. There is no left. Then. But he wouldn't notice, because in his mind, it's only going as well as the other car. True. So I, I, like, I'm literally parked in the test centre car park the whole time, and he's sitting there going, that was a lovely three-point turn, I haven't done one. But sure, that's what I mean- I'd use it for. That and prep. So you'd use it for passing your driving test, which you've already done. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like if we could go back in time. <laughs> okay, all right. So you need. So first of all, you go back in time using the life is strange. Yeah. I rewind fifteen years of my life to go back to a period where I hadn't passed my driving test. I domino two guys together. Yeah. And uh, pass. And then spend <laughs> ten celebratory hours. Eating shepherd's pie. <laughs> yeah. Or I could just climb into the instructor's back. And oh, then yeah, there you go. I mean, it's hard in a car. You know, I haven't really got the access. Mm. But then, yeah, and then... I'd have to, like, you... knock something into where his feet are so he leans over to get it, and then I climb up onto him and get in. <laughs> Imagine if someone saw that. They'd be like, what the hell is going on there? And you're like, oh, don't worry. This is one of the manoeuvres. <laughs> it's where I get into a man. <laughs> yeah, all right, smash it. Callum, do you have like a another real one or did we use your real one? You kind of used my real one, to be honest. Um, I don't know, Bioshock, where you get to f*** a load of crows at someone. That's good. I was going to say the bees from the first Bioshock. I think that's ah. quite good. But how would that help you? Because I could throw bees at people. Yeah. How would it not? But like, why would you want to? What a stupid question, Matthew. I, I'd say that would be a nice power, like if you want to repopulate declining bee populations. I mean, I, that too, because I... Just I, go I, countryside, I guess, emit, emit bees for ages and just... I, I get so many emails about saving the bees because I, I did... I've started unsubscribing from loads of email lists that I've been on for years and one of them is something that I donated to a charity two ages ago um, and now they're really concerned about the bees all the time uh, the, I mean we should be concerned about the bees I guess but yeah you could repopulate the bees 
That'd be for nice. starters, uh, you could if you like, you could clear a beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Uh, like or, or like a rest, you could clear the prep pretty effectively as oh, well. That's another good prep clearing technique. You could also pass your driving test because you're like, you better pass this, or I'm going to fill you full of bees, which is quite a good threat. Mm, very menacing. But are, are you okay with bees? Because see, I, I would find that if I was in the press and I was firing this my band of bees at people yeah i would be scared I, I wouldn't be able to do it because i would be too terrified of the bees myself so i wouldn't be able to do it with confidence are, are you okay with bees yeah i'm all right with bees okay if you don't hurt them they you know i wouldn't kill a bee but i would make a fuss if i'm but they tend to leave you alone because they're pretty sound aren't they mm. yeah if you leave a bee alone it'll, it'll I, leave I, you alone I, but um, people don't you see so. it, it, don't you ha- aren't your hands like I can't remember how it looks in Bioshock. Aren't they all like, doesn't one of your hand become like a little beehive or something? Yeah, it, well, it becomes all grim. And what's that phobia where you have a phobia of holes in things? Right, I mean, that's, that is unpleasant. It, your hand goes a bit honeycomby and that's you have bees like crawling around it. Out of your hand. And that's yeah, but not, I mean, you don't have to have that all the time. No offence to any listeners who, who suffer from bee hand. Um, <laughs> that would... I would be like, I wouldn't, obviously, I'm too polite to say anything, but inside I'd be like, oh, yuck. Um, oh, bee hand. Oh, I don't no. know. I, like, I don't think you have to have it on all the time. If it was working on Bioshock rules, you can just mouse wheel to, oh, <laughs> to a normal hand. I wouldn't go into a prep if, if I saw a bee hand in there. I, yeah, I just exactly. It <laughs> would be one of those, like, you know, when someone doesn't want to do something and you're with someone, like when I'm with Catherine and we and, and I'm like, oh no, and I'm trying not to get her to not go into a place, but I don't want to say out loud what it is. But yeah. and then I'll explain it subtly later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, oh, let's just let's just go over here for a second instead. It would be one of those situations. And I'd be, be like and and she'd be like, Oh, thanks for spotting that. I, I think it'd be quite good. I mean, you wouldn't have to worry about social distancing if someone came too close. You could be like, Be hand, get away. Mm. Fire a little bees at them. They make honey in your hand. Like if you squeeze your fist, does honey come out? That would be good, actually. And you can just lick all that honey off your own fist. <laughs> Are you then not killing the bees? I thought that your main aim was to repopulate the bees with this. Power. But you, you generate well, more no, bees. You generate bees. That's the power. The the power isn't that you you have a like a, that you have to naturally like grow bees in your hand the power is you can just make bees happen yeah do you have a select number of bees to make happen or do you have the power to repopulate yeah i think so bees? i think it's i think it's infinite infinite bees okay. but like it's kind of a swarm at a time yeah okay, it yeah. is it is really great because like once when i was at university i don't know what happened but um i was coming back to my house my student house and i was walking down the lane to the back gate and uh, I suddenly realised that, like, it was re- it was because we lived right by a park, and I suddenly realised everything was silent, uh, apart from this, like, as I walked down, like this loud buzzing noise, and then I properly, it was properly like eerie because then I heard like a door slam and then like a, a glass smash kind of thing, and like there was just a huge swarm of bees just oh. in the back lane. Oh. 
it was really creepy. It was probably like apocalyptic feeling. God. Because like everyone had just fled. So I know the power of, of a bee swarm when deployed. Mm. Yeah, it's, that's scary. Mm. Mm. I don't like it when um, there are monsters or creatures in games who've got like like a beehive. It's like part of their body. Like I think in The Witcher, one of the crones has got like a beehive for a face. And or like a isn't there something in Resident Evil where someone's got like a beehive for an ass? <laughs> well, you in Resident have, Evil um... Seven, isn't there a boss fight against? Isn't the mum of the family like her ass is a beehive? All beehive ass, yeah. No, she she sort of becomes a bit like a firefly. It's not a beehive ass. You wouldn't be able to sit down if I you had a beehive ass. I swear there's someone in in Resident Evil Seven. They're like in a little. They've got their own house. They've basically been banished to their own house because of the old, well, because of the old ass situation. No, um, it is the mum, and she's gone all insecty. But I don't think she has a bee ass situation. Oh, okay. Or she might do. I don't know. There's the pain in Metal Gear Solid Three. He doesn't have a beehive ass, but he, he's he can control hornets, and oh, so I suppose yeah. it's kind of similar. Actually, that would be a good superpower if you not that one, but the end. From Metal Gear Solid Three, he just he can photosynthesize and you know go just throw yourself into uh, a declining rainforest and you know Bob's your uncle. Oh, because Quiet did that as well, didn't she? And she had to wear a bikini for it, but he didn't or something. He didn't know. He was fully clothed. Yeah, odd that, isn't it? Lol. Anyway. That's because he wasn't sexy. Sexy. He's a, he wasn't a sexy. He was an old man, wasn't he? Oh, that was the re. Oh, right. Okay, was that yeah. the reason? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Matthew, do you have another one that you wanted to mention? Uh, I was thinking, like, do we count like Max Payne bullet time? No, because too many people have bullet time. <laughs> what? So what? every time you dodge, the time slows. Well, I don't do a lot of you dodging. Dodge. No, I mean, like, if if you knock a jam jar off a surface, I just want a bit of extra time to catch it. Like, yeah, that's but the, that... ja- the ja- but then that the jam jar has bullet time, not you. If you have bullet time, then uh, I think no. that's right, isn't it? No, I'm moving fast. The jam jar's moving slow. Except uh, Max Payne moves faster than everyone else. Max Payne's power isn't is he walks into the room and he slows himself down. And because then everyone else would assume in their head, they'd literally walk up to him and just put a bullet in his head. And, <laughs> and it would be like the most depressing game ever. Everyone's like, do you remember that the cop came in, slowed himself down and let us shoot him in the head? That was weird. <laughs> This is this is like if if something's venomous, it it bites you, and, and you get sick. If something's poisonous, you get sick if you bite it. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think Max Payne is the fast thing, and everyone else is the slow thing. Yeah, because that's like that's like the only scene people liked in the new X Men, right? With, with yeah, Quicksilver. a fast boy and a slow room. A game about a fast room and a slow boy. No, no, no. That would not be a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to play it, though. It'd be interesting. Quite a dilemma yeah. to deal with. Uh, well, I think it's a superpower because you can catch jar- jam jars, like I've already explained. Well, everything we've discussed, we've been like, how can this help me eat food? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. We obviously have a preoccupation. Um I, do you know where it's good to store jam is in a cool, dark place, uh, such as a cavern 
perhaps a cavern of lies. Oh. Oh, oh, we can't do... We have, Nate's not here to do well, the Well, Colin will have to do the voice. Yeah. I pretend to be a door. <laughs> okay. Then you say Cavern of Lies in as, like, fantasy voice as possible. Okay. Cavern of Lies! Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a very, very different vibe to Nate's. <laughs> that was quite fantasy, I thought. Good. <laughs> it was a bit mad. <laughs> It was like a it was like a farmer from Kerry introducing like a an amateur dramatics uh, performance of like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so the Cavern of Light this week is presented by me. Oh, I didn't um, know you were doing one. This is exciting. I know, yeah. So it is it's on theme. Um here we are in the, the dank and cold cavern. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I am uh, this week. It's themed around one game, uh, a PC sort of turn, it's turn-based strategy superhero game uh, called Freedom Force. Do you remember Ooh. Freedom Force, either of you? I I, I think no. I played it many a year ago. Yeah. So there was Freedom Force, and then there was Freedom Force versus the Third Reich, right. which was a sequel. <laughs> And this this is I'm not doing a Nate thing like he tried to do last week where he's like, You remember Freedom Force? Yeah, no, this is real. Uh, it was made by Rational Games. Um mm-hmm. and it was very good. Um and it was basically like um a kind of Avengers X-Men sort of knockoff. So like the um well basically the Cabin of Lies this week is I have uh, prepared a list of uh people that I'm gonna purport are members of the Freedom Force. Oh, this is good. So they're superheroes from a a sort of a sort of Aldi version of the Avengers, right? Yeah. Um, and you you will have to tell me whether you think they really were in Freedom Force. Nice. Or I have made them up. Ooh la la. Um, so they could have appeared in Freedom Force or Freedom Force versus the Third Reich, which is hey. where they fought against the Nazis in a, a sort of World War Two. Thank God. And uh, so, as an example, and he he was the leader of the Freedom Force, and he was real. Uh, was Minuteman, who was kind of a Captain America esque uh, fellow, and he wore like a tricorner hat. He was like he was like Captain America if Captain America had been like revolutionary revolutionary war themed and not Second World War themed. That's the and only one I remember, so I know that to be true. Yeah, um, and he yelled stuff like "Right makes might" and stuff. He was as boring as early Captain America. So, so now we're into the realms of the unknown. So now we're going through realms of the unknown. So um, let's start with. Uh, let's start with Manbot. Hmm. So Manbot um, was uh, he? What? So how everyone got their superpowers in Freedom Force is that like some alien gunk, basically canisters of alien gunk, peppered the the Earth, and anyone who came into contact with it got some sort of themed power. Um, so Manbot was a man. Um, and, uh, he, uh, like he got hit by the energy X and now it's sort of like a Bane situation cause it went directly into his veins. Um, and if 
the the power gets too intense, it causes a kind of explosion. So his brother designed um, a robot suit for him to sort of control the energy release. So he is a man, but also a bot. Mm. Man bot. Man boss. Man it's terribly bot. unimaginative. Like a minus man, I feel like they gave that <laughs> at least some bit of thought. Man bot. He's half man, half boss. It had, quite a ho- it, had, it had quite a like hokey vibe to it, but that's that's still quite broad, even by those standards. Man, but do you know any any of his powers or anything? Um, he well, he did like, um, uh, like punching people because he was a he had a big metal suit, um, and then he did he had energy themed attacks because he was. He could, you know, do it sort of releases of energy from his, from the energy in his so veins. Punches, which isn't the spiciest of superpowers. No. And, and energy he, he release. Was very, like, his thing that he was, he, he was quite self-loathing and like, what have I become? So like a lot of the time when you sent him to attack someone, he would go, because he was inside his robot. So it's very much Bainey. <laughs> Um, a, like and a, robot, like, a self-loathing robot, robot bane. bane and it and he went like i'm sorry i have to do this and then would punch someone <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, no it just that, it feels it feels too bland i think yeah that's my issue with the two it's i just man boss nice feels- too boring yeah, and what's, what's his special power? He's good at punching. Yeah. Why not? Because it, well, this is a, this is a new, this is a new la la. You're saying la la as am I. Nice. It's true. Man, Manbot's one of the founding members of the Freedom Force. How did fact. I not remember Manbot? And that's rubbish, isn't it? As a name. <laughs> Manbot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's try. Um, okay, we'll try uh, French Fry. Oh, come on. So French Fry was from um, Freedom Force versus the Third Reich uh, and uh, was a uh, resistance fighter that they encountered in France because they did a lot of, like, themed around, like, um, uh, nationalities. So there was, like, a, a... British one called Blackjack, who was like, I say, and punch people. Um, <laughs> like Mambo. Like Mambo. You're like, yes, I've unlocked another puncher. <laughs> and then in, in the first Freedom Force, the bad guy was called Nuclear Vintor, and he was a Russian guy. <laughs> um, so French Fry was a, um, a, a squad member that you picked up whilst fighting Hitler and was a French resistance uh, fighter who was a chef, which is where the French fry joke comes from, um, and uh, had like heat, like flame powers, because um, mm. he got hit by the energy axe when he was in, in uh, the kitchen. Mm. Did he like... So he, well, he's not like a living chip or anything? No, he's not. So... Well, that would have been good. No, it was uh it was um 
because it is I'm not saying it's not necessarily offense it's it was like you say it was deliberately hokey in yeah. the way it did so um did he did he look like a chef <laughs> he had a um it was it was sort of like a uh slightly um sexed up kind of not sex stuff's the wrong word he had like uh, a white apron but then like a black and white striped t-shirt and um a comedy thing of onions around his neck uh and a moustache uh and then he had like in in deference to the fact that he was a superhero and it was a secret identity i guess uh like a um uh black diamond um uh i want to say goggles not goggles mask it's quite de- that's quite a detailed description to just be pulling out thin air. So I'd I'd like commend you if this is a new la la. But I don't know that f- that feel like the tone the f- the tone of it feels right. The setup of a French resistance fighter that makes sense. That gels. Uh, just a another a punchy chef. He wasn't no, not punchy. No, no, this guy. Can, oh, fire! Like, Sorry, he threw fire. fire. Yeah. Like even in terms of its name, uh, this lad's name. You know, they're French. They fry people. I, th- I think this. I think this is nice. And if it isn't, it probably should have been. Yeah, I'm willing to go with that. I think it's nice. Ooh la la! No, I made him up. The there was a uh, French resistance fighter character in the Third Reich game, but uh, she was called Tricolore, and she was a fencer uh, uh. who dressed like a revolutionary sort of. Actually, you know who she looked like. Um, Cullum is the wrestler uh, who dressed like Napoleon, but is not French. Whose name I can never remember. Shanna. She looked like Shanna. Mm. Was called Tricolore. Tricolor, Zutalor, uh, Zutalor. Um, but it, yeah, that I'm, I'm quite pleased with that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's try another one. Uh, okay. Sea urchin, who was uh, so she's sort of like a, a sort of a sidekick to another um character called Man of War. And uh, Sea Urchin was kind of rubbish. Um, she stole away. She was a stowaway on um, the a trawler that gave Man of War his sea powers. Um, but she just got some sea powers as well. Um, so she's just a literal child who is now blue and looks a bit fishy, um, mm. and uh, weirdly can fly, which okay. I don't think. Like urchins, yeah, like uh, urchins famously do. Right. What? What's her? Di- what? Is she, she's a playable character, though. Yeah, her powers are mainly bubble based and flight. Yeah. The fl- why? Is there any other superhero? Aquaman can't fly, can he? Or can he? I don't know. I'm just trying to think he, if there's he precedence. Can jump out of the water like really fast and like fire up into the air. Yeah, but I don't think he can suspend. Like he will eventually begin to fall down. Mm, that's true. Uh, that that seems odd to me. I'm not saying it's not. 
Mm. And what did what did you say apart from flight? What was the? So she does. She, she has bubble attacks, like bubble swarm, where okay, she yeah. she fires bubbles, sort of like um, like uh, West Ham fans, sort of like Squirtle. So she can do like attack bubbles, or she can do like a defensive bubble shell, or or like a, a homing missile bubble, and then has like some some low damage like kick attacks and stuff as well i think she's supposed to be sort of ranged so you like because it's like it's like man of war and um uh sea urchin so she like she likes flies around at the back and it's like yeah and then like i know i shouldn't focus on the flight thing but that's really bothered me if, yeah. if this character is real and they can fly Somebody's made a mistake somewhere down the line. So have a go at me. Have a go at Rational's character design. I believe Man of War is a character. And you're anchoring. I mean, literally, it's like an urchin, I guess. Urchins. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm getting confused with mollusks. What are the things what that stick is... on? What are the things that stick onto boats? Barnacles? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a double meaning, isn't it? Because an urchin is a sea creature and also she's a child. Oh. Yeah. That's a clever bit, but that that sounds like it's something. That's a clever thing you came up with, and you want us all to acknowledge it. <laughs> I've done this before, <laughs> Alice. I've gone too deep, and and then I've I've explained myself in too much detail, revealed my own thinking behind my bullshit. Uh, you, think, you think sea urchin is too clever for the team that came up with manbot? <laughs> no, you put it like that. I'm sorry. I think this is an ooh la la. That is actually, yeah, and you brought French fry to the table. I am going, I'm going to stand alongside Matthew and say, ooh la la. Nice. Oh, the is real. How do I remember so little of a game I have played? And this uh, this is a wash this week for, you're not going to escape the cavern this week at this rate. Oh, no. Matthew, you're going to be locked in here and... Until well, next week. I, I basically see that as free accommodation, so it's not the, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> All right. The current climate. All right, okay. Um, Shamrock. Shamrock is... Uh, an, yeah, I know. It's, it's nice. That's my answer. <laughs> Shamrock is an Irish-American from uh, Philadelphia. Um, and... Was uh, the the um, drummer in a band? So yeah, I know. Um, and uh, but she's a she, so it's like girl power. Um, uh, her name's Molly O'Brien, obviously. And then she took on Shamrock when uh, some Energy X landed at a gig, and she like jumped in front of the canister to stop it. Uh, you know, exploding mm-hmm. on her, her teammates. Um, and her, she's not a puncher. She's like a, a sonic kind of percussor. So it's, I can't remember what the um, uh, damage type is. I think it's physical damage. But isn't this, this, I thought this was sort of set in like the 1930s, 1940s, where there isn't rock music. No, this is, this is from, this is from the first Freedom Force. So this is, that would be, 2000s contemporary freedom force versus the third reich i can't remember if it was set actually in the 40s or if there was some weird right. time shattery thing 
So a sh- a, an Irish rocker called Shamrock. So she, wait, what, she would like hit, would she carry a snare drum around with her and just whack it and like no, sonic no, waves? No, she, the, so the sonic waves attack, it was kind of like um, Banshee. So she would like scream. Um, but then she had the drumsticks would uh, be her, um, her, her melee attack if you were in close. And needed to whack them. So she's a she's a Mickey Dolan's type. She is both vocalist and drummer. Well, I guess she did backing vocals. I don't. I don't. Okay, this is Ulala, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm willing what? to say it's nice. I don't know what more I can tell you. Really, I think it's not. I think it's nice. Yeah, I, I I think it's Ulala. Ulala. Yeah, let's oh, get in. Yeah. What gave it away, Cullum? Well, because you said she was a drummer, and then you say she screams at him. And it's like, no, 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 no. Hang on a second here. We didn't say anything. Like singer and drummer combinations, they're a rarity. So I, I think you show you showed your hand there a little bit. I thought that was kind of the worst of. of <laughs> oh, great! I'm glad I stumbled right into that one. And also, I felt you were just play, playing up to me. And there, <laughs> here's Shamrock, the Irish one. <laughs> well, no, because my plan, well, because I was, I, I would have done it even if you weren't on the podcast, because I was like, I, I should really have played her after I played French Fry, I think, to be like, oh my God, yeah, there's, it's, 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 there's, there's, there's a lot to this game. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Okay, I got one more. Okay. All right. Try a uh, microwave on for size. <laughs> so microwave is a robot from the future. That's really small. No, person-sized microwave um, uh, from an alternate future where robots rule the earth. Uh, so, um, and human beings are dead and should, uh, you know, hunted and destroyed and... Um, but uh, when he came back through time, his memory banks were accidentally erased. So all he can remember is that that is what the future is. But he no longer wants to attack humans for whatever reason and will now fight crime as part of Freedom Force. Hmm. I mean, it's a little similar to Manbot. I was going to say, well, I, I don't understand why, why they call microwave. What's... Well, Ma- Manbot is a man inside uh, a big metal Bot. suit. Yeah, Ma- microwave is a robot. Microwave was never a man. Yeah, but what? Why microwave? Uh, I believe that is a nickname they gave him. Hmm. <laughs> I believe. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on the law, but I believe it's an affectionate nickname the rest of the Freedom Force gave him. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, Callum, you were going to ask something before Matthew so rudely interrupted you. Ooh la la. Yeah. Uh, like, like, but, but at the same time, Manbot is such a terrible name. Like, if you're going to be calling... If they're called microwave, they either have to be small or they love greeting people or they heat up food. There needs to be something. 
Well, they do. They, they do beam like radiation attacks, basically. Oh, is that right? Why didn't you mention that a while ago? Just out of you, curiosity. You didn't ask what sort of attacks they do. I don't have to volunteer any information. I asked why they were called microwave. I feel like that's a quite a quite a pivotal part of the character profile. Well, I can't remember. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that sort of like oh microwave like they make fun of it, but but yes, they do um like beam radiation attacks. Yeah, ooh la la is my answer. Ooh la la, you saying ooh la la? Nice. Oh, damn it. <laughs> So, so they are called microwave for no good reason. Well, because they do radiation attacks. That's rubbish. I did, in fairness, I did choose microwave because I knew you'd be like, wow, sounds a lot like Manbot. So. <laughs> <laughs> you played us and now I'm stuck in the cavern of lies. Do you want, I can read out some names because it's quite fun. So there's a Minuteman mentor who's just an alien with a big brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, El Diablo, who is uh, Hispanic and <laughs> and has hot powers, and Manbot, those are the four founding members. Mm-hmm. And then you get uh, Blackbird, who's like a kind of Catwoman-esque. All right. Uh, but instead of a cat, it's Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alchemist, who is uh, the rogue right. from X-Men. And she, she goes like, peaches and cream, and then punches people. Nice. Uh, Man of War and Sea Urchin, The Ant. Guess, guess who's that, that space <laughs> on? Uh, Minuteman gets uh, a sidekick called Liberty Lad. Um, I, I think I remember that. It's brilliant. Eve, who's basically um, uh, Poison Ivy. It's good. And then, yeah, Freedom Force versus the, the Third Reich. You do you get Tricolor and you get Blackjack. Uh and Red October, and then also one called the Bard, who's a bonus hero, who's just a guy that really liked Shakespeare, and then he like hit a canister of the special energy stuff with his loot, and that turned into into a mad like Shakespearean kind of Pied Piper esque character. Wow! But good classic, good if stereotypical classic uh, PC game. Ooh, I'm gonna. I'm going to lock the door on you now, Matthew, for your poor performance. Bye, everyone. Remember me. Did you enjoy the Cavern of Lies, Colum? I did enjoy the Cavern of Lies. Because I'm a guest, am I allowed out whilst Matthew has to stay locked in there? Yeah, I tell you what, we'll we'll open the little hatch on the door so he can speak. Okay. Hey, you can can buy me out using one of the crystals before you go into the crystal (laughs) dome. Mm, I think I'd prefer the five seconds. You prefer five seconds? Yeah. Another pair of hands, you fool. <laughs> I think I've I've to- I might have told you this before. I might have told both of you, but uh, I I just it worried me as a small child whenever people would be so callous about their friends and leave them locked in the Aztec zone to rot forever. It was it's it's just five seconds. Free your brother-in-law. This you're gaining thirty seconds of another pair of hands. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or whatever, you know. Ugh. Well, it depends, like, how many people you have. Like, if you have more than... Anyway, um, leave a <laughs> comment saying whether you would prefer the five seconds or another pair of hands. Um, all that remains this week is for us to do our recommendations. Uh, and 
I warned Cullum ahead of time, so he may actually be prepared with a recommendation this week. Cullum, what is your recommendation for not a video game? My recommendation for not a video game is the G1 Climax 30, which is a professional wrestling tournament that is happening now, when you're listening to this, I think three days have happened. It goes on for about two and a half, three weeks. And uh, yeah, it's it goes on in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Japanese promotion, obviously enough. And it's very good. It is, you've like two two leagues of 10 wrestlers each. They wrestle each other once. And then the winner of one of the leagues faces the winner of the other league. And then to to deem who is the ultimate, the, the G1 winner. Uh, and then they're able to to face off against the champion, the IWGP champion, at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. It's excellent. Pro wrestling in Japan is far more... Uh, it's not... I mean, they don't treat it like... Like, people still know what's happening, but it's sort of treated with a bit more reverence and... It's treated more like a sport. The presentation is more sport-like. Ah, uh, it's, it's the, the reverential honour of appearing at Wrestle Kingdom. Indeed, yeah. Take that tone, how dare you? <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. I went to see Royal Quest in... in uh, it's very regal names. The first New Japan uh, show in, in the UK, and it was very good. Oh, nice. A man got concussed. It should be treated with respect. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, Matthew, what's your recommendation this week? Oh, it's, it's so the opposite of that. I'm going to recommend Danish political drama, <laughs> <laughs> Borgen, which is playing on Netflix. Um, it was actually on, it, it, it was on the BBC about 10 years ago, and I really loved it back then. It was back at the time where Scandi crime dramas were all the rage. And then this one was just about like, it's basically the Danish West Wing um, about a, a, a new uh, Danish statsminister trying to, um, you know, be a good person and, and deal with uh, quite a fractured coalition. But it's like from a different era of politics entirely. It's like a, a different, you know, it just feels like a, a completely different age where the, the problems they face are so kind of, polite and cute compared to today but it's got loads of really good people in it people who you'll recognize from other thing the 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 actress who plays the prime minister was the kind of the woman who ran westworld in series one of westworld um and her like spin doctor who's like the other main character was the um did you watch game of thrones i did some yeah. of it uh he was the theon Greyjoy's like brother that that mad kind of like pirate guy oh yeah yeah it was him. Um, so it's got, it's got, yeah, a lot of people who you recognise some things. It's on Netflix. There's three series of it. Uh, it's just really nice, relaxing TV. I'm sorry I made fun of the wrestling. Uh, I won't make fun of it because I've, I, I too have seen it on Netflix and considered watching it because I've heard it was good. Oh, that's great. Um, this week I am going to recommend um, writing f- physical letters. I know that's such a try hard, like I don't even have a television. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, the so uh, my friend's girlfriend, who's also called Alice, um, 
he messages messages each of us about how we would both really like each other, but then has not introduced us at any point. Um, so I wrote her a letter, but in the style of like a Jane Austen Regency woman. Oh, <laughs> Be- being like my dearest Miss Alice, and um, like wrote it like very consciously, jokingly, and she sent me one back today, also in the same style. It's really funny. No, um, but I just think in it, you know, in these trying times, it's nice getting a nice little physical thing that someone has spent time on. And she's even she's got pink sealing wax and sealed it with a little flower. Oh my god, that's so hardcore! I know, yeah, I know, and it's really lovely, and it's a nice little thing to receive in the post. So I would recommend writing someone you know a letter. Sounds delightful. I cannot believe you have a go at me, Matthew, for watching wrestling. <laughs> When Alice says she's writing letters and you're like, oh, that's lovely with your <laughs> Danish dramas. <laughs> Thinking you're better than it. Jesus. God, the weak spot's going to be tense tonight, isn't it? It always yeah. is. We genuinely hate each other. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, for if you yeah, if you liked the classic banter between Matthew and... Uh, Callum, tune in to the uh, PC Gaming Week spot every Monday night, uh, six o'clock UK time, uh, for a look back at the or a look at the current events and current games in the PC gaming landscape. Uh, and if you like this podcast, you should listen to it every week and tell all your friends about it. Um, I will not be here for the next episode, but Matthew and Nate will, uh, and they'll be joined by someone else to be determined. Um, but thank you for listening to this episode 110. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, uh, as it turned out, just also we could eat with more efficiency. And climb into a roofer. And climb into a roofer. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, do go to www.rockpapershotgun.com for your PC gaming needs. We have a Discord. The link for that is in the show notes where uh, everyone in the community has a lovely chat um, and is lovely people. We have uh, merch as well. Um that I forget the address to every week. Um, and uh, just loads of cool stuff going on. So thank you very much for joining me, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you for joining us this week, Colin Mahan. Thank you very much for having me. Special guest, Colin Mahan. And thank you to you, dear listener, for joining us. Bye. Bye.